We are in the portion of Tzav, and uh, as we all know, you know, this is, uh, we start the book of Vaikra, we start the book of, uh, uh, basically, the, the third book of Moses, that representing Bina. What does that mean? It means that we are capturing uh, energy that gives us freedom. And of course, uh, you know, talking about freedom in those days uh, can confuse some people, you know. Uh, but freedom is not just the words. Freedom has a meaning. And freedom is being able to free from my needs. You know, uh, I mentioned something this morning. And, um, you know, some people asked me, why would you say that, you know? Uh, uh, choosing uh, one teacher, one doctor, one nurse, one husband, one wife. You know, we are in a modern society, so husband has ten wife, one wife and nine lover, and woman has one husband, twenty lover. Uh, I mean, nine lover, and uh, and uh, you know the people have fifty rabbis and sixty priests. What's wrong with that? I mean, try. Let's try to understand the the need in that. So first, before even I start sav, the word sav means order. It's got to be some order in your life, at least for one year. You know, I see many people, uh, you know, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, everybody see everybody. So I see every time there is a message, everybody running in to listen to that message and then another person run to this message. And basically it's like, it's like sleeping with too many people at the same time. It's, uh, it's not that it's bad, it's terrible. You know, and that's what it does. It's affecting your mind without even, you know, it's affecting your mind. So choose something. And after you choose, you try it for one year, you don't like it, you divorce that teacher or that teaching. Then you move on, it's not a problem. You know, but when you try to let your ears uh, take information from everyone, uh, it ends up chaotic in your mind. And if you ask yourself why you don't remember sometimes things, why you get confused, why is this, why is that? Very simple, because your brain is taking uh, information from too many directions. And when that happens, uh, the result come with it, you know, so just be careful in those days, you know, uh, just to be careful. And um, if you're not careful, it's a good, okay with me. I mean, I don't mind whatever decision you make because this is uh, your life. It's not somebody else's life. So if you do it, do it for you, you know, choose one thing. So this I have to address before even we start. The portion of Tzav starts with the word Tzav, Tzav means order. And the order that come from uh, God to Moses, it say you should sacrifice this korban, this sacrifice is called Ola. And korban Ola, I have to explain, there's many types of sacrifice in those days. In those days, it was no, it was mostly the sacrifice that uh, a person is doing in to remove the sin, to remove the negativity that we, we did, whatever negativity that we decided to do. Uh, uh, based on that, that's the korban, that's the sacrifice the person has to bring. And the word korban comes with the word krav, krav meaning to fight, korban meaning karev, to get closer, uh, get closer to who? Get closer to the nun, because korban, n, n in the end. So n in the end means freedom, you're getting close to your freedom. And the technology of, of doing it is to do it quick, you have to do it quick. Why you have to be quick? about this specific sacrifice because there is no benefit in it. It's called Korban Ola. What is Korban Ola? It's a certain uh, uh, Korban, a certain sacrifice 
that there is no benefit to the giver. Normally, in a time of uh, sacrifice, you know, you, you, you sacrifice an animal, and then some, some other type of sacrifice, you eat maybe the, 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 the right leg of the lamb, and, and, uh, and, and uh, together with the high priest. So at least you're eating something. Here, we're talking about you're doing everything, and in the end, there's no, no benefit at all for you. Everything has been burned into ashes on the altar. And this, for people who have to do a certain tikkun, a certain thing of a change that the person has to do, a transformation the person has to do, so that's why I bring that specific sacrifice. So it's not just a, um, a coincidence. You don't have to remember the old details, but it's called korban ola, the sacrifice called ola. Okay, O-L-A. You don't have to remember all of it. Now, why Rabbi Shimon Bayochai say you have to be quick about it? Because there is no benefit. When you see something that you're not getting benefit from, you're normally not excited. It's very difficult to be excited about something. There's nothing in it for you. You know, nobody's running into a situation that you know in the end of that situation you're getting nothing. Do <laughs> you know that's not maybe for sure you're getting nothing? So the Kormanola, you 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 basically spend money. I mean there's money. I mean you take the old sheep, you bring your sheep, and some people don't have that much money, and they buy the sheep and bring it to the temple, traveling all the way to the temple, bring it to the Kohen, and they know that nobody's gonna eat from it. Neither the Kohen. So the old preparation that people are doing physically eventually end up with ashes for the human. So no Kohen is getting, no, 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 the people who sacrifice not getting, nobody's getting nothing out of it. It's called Korban Ola, it's a specific sacrifice, it's called Korban Ola. Now, the idea is to start to understand what are we learning from that about us. And the idea is very simple. We are living in a universe that, I mean, until... Uh, this our friendly vir virus uh, arrive, we, we live in a universe that's quite comfortable, especially whoever live in America or whoever live in other country which is as comfortable as America. And, you know, the concern was about, am I gonna find the organic pasta or I'm not gonna find the organic pasta? That was stress enough for us. Or, please don't put sugar here, I only have stevia. Do you have stevia? No. Oh, okay, I have it in my bag, here's my stevia. That was our stress level. Stress level was tremendous when it's come to our stevia and our organic pasta and, 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 and uh, if this restaurant is dog friendly or not dog friendly and this and this and that. And what does this bring out in people is how quick are we to do spiritual thing? Now, how many people going to do some spiritual thing. So you have a letter from the head of the priest, from the head of the minister, from the head of the rabbi, from the head of the Zen and the Hindu, and every religion in the world right now is telling you, don't pray, don't do things together, which is right, because it will spread the, uh, the disease among people. And some people are actually <laughs> happy about it. What's going on? Why would you be happy about the not doing? Let me tell you. So that's a thought. And it's not judging. It's something to wake us up, of course. And the thought is like that. If from the beginning the person was not excited to do spiritual thing, 
and or whatever was the spiritual journey that was done was not done correct. Now when you don't have to do it and you have the right not to do it and the rabbi or the priest or the minister or whatever it is, all the list of people telling you, you don't have to. Now you say, all right, rest my case, no problem. I'm good, I'm wonderful, I'm fine. And the idea is, my friend, when we talk about your life, when we talk about your stress level, when we talk about what you want to achieve in life, you got to start asking yourself, you know, obviously you listen to my lecture for whatever reason, some for because it's spiritual, some because it's interesting, some because you have nothing else to do. You know, there's many reasons why would you listen to this lecture. And the idea is the purpose of spirituality is eventually has to be for me to grow to the next level. But it's in spirituality that work with Kabbalah, specifically the wisdom of Kabbalah, is different than spirituality that without the wisdom of Kabbalah. What is the difference? The difference is simple. In all the other knowledge that exists out there, they teach us that we need to change. Whoever study Kabbalah, hopefully study the real Kabbalah, understand that doesn't matter how much you're going to try to change, you will never change. There is only thing that can change you is when you study the study itself, not because you understand it or you don't. The study itself within it has enough power to change you where you need to be. So that is the essence of spirituality. So the essence of spirituality is not that I'm changing myself. I'm becoming less jealous, less angry, less upset. That's not spirituality. That's some things that sell well. You know, it's kind of a self-help thing that from a business point of view, it sells better than, than what I just told you. Because what I just told you, I told you, hey, study, study, study. And the study itself has enough energy in it and that energy will design to remove the negativity that they try to fight it with. Now that is not exciting because there is no ego in it. You know you can never change. You know you can never overcome your jealousy. You know you can never overcome the anger. You know you can never overcome anything. But because you study, you will be able through the study to achieve enough light and that light by itself will transform you and change you. When we talk about the altar, the korban, the sacrifice, we are talking about basically a change. They're taking a place while, while using the, 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 the altar, the korban. There is a one person that your microphone is open. I don't know your name. It's a iPhone. 818, please close your phone, thank you. So, the idea is to get in, into a place. Are you getting it, Debbie, there? Yeah, if you can tell them the one. It would end. I don't know why they're talking. I'm sure they have a reason. Don't get yourself sacrificed. It's got to be Irit or something like that. Irit, just put yourself on mute. Anyway, so the idea is why the whole concept in spirituality, real spirituality, because I know that many people try to sell you all kind of stuff when it comes to spirituality. Come with me, I will help you overcome your ego. Nobody can help you overcome the ego. Nobody can help you be less jealous. But there is one thing that can help you. When you study, doesn't matter. When you study spirituality, specifically, of course, the Torah, of course, the Kabbalah, of course, everything to do with that, that has enough energy within it to transform you and make you a better person. But if you try to change it yourself, I don't want to say you're an idiot or you're dumb or you're wasting your time, 
But ask yourself, what are you then? If you know for sure it's not working, for sure. For sure it's not working, working on yourself. There is no cure for the negativity within us beside, beside study and the study itself is the one that changes you. So now we understand why we study every time. So every time you study, before you come to the study, you have to ask yourself, what is that you want to change? What is it about my personality that I want it to change? If there is no purpose for me to change, then why are you study? Well, I think I don't mind to be more knowledgeable. No, don't do that. It's actually going to work against you. The Talmud, in the section called Hulin, asked that question. Say, how long would it take a person to change what's going on with that? I mean, are we taking order? Uh, what, what's happening here? Irit, if you hear me, please shut the phone. We do it on Zoom so everybody can enjoy. So I don't know if I can talk to her directly, but do something about it. Anyway, so the idea is to get into a point that we are have that understanding. And so I'm going to take you now to the Zohar, what the Zohar has to say about this section of, of Tzav. And this is what I'm going to read to you right now. It's a very important uh, section, and hopefully it will take you to places where it will help us a lot. So it's say like that. It's written like that. In the, that specific sacrifice, that specific sacrifice, it say, Aesh alamizbech to kadbo kolalayla. Debbie, there is a way to disconnect her? How does it work with Zoom? Anybody know the Zoom yeah, situation? Huh? I can try that again. Yeah, a lot of share. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes, we did it. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. So it's in the Zohar, why is the fire has to be all the time on the altar? By the way, Mizbeach, altar, has come from the four letter. Mizbeach. Mi, Mem, Malchut, Z, Zeranpin, B, Bina, Ch, Chokma. So Malchut, Zeranpin, Bina, Chokma. That's Mizbeach, altar. Altar. So it's not just happened to be named that way. There is a reason for that. Okay? There is a reason for that. Wow, we have so much noise here. I don't know where it's come from. All right, I cannot mute all people. You know, it is whatever it is. So, so it's a, why fire? Why fire? Why fire? Because when a person is about to commit a crime, when a person is about to do a negative thing, the person is burning themselves with the evil inclination. Think about it. Do you remember yourself last time? I'm sure you will not admit it now. Uh, when you're about to commit something, you know it's bad for you. Do you, do you remember that? I, I'm, I'm sure it's very difficult to admit. Because all of us, first we're embarrassed to say that we commit a crime. We're all righteous here and angelic. And, but I will tell you that before uh, uh, a human being is about to do something negative, there is a certain excitement. There is a certain fire within the soul. You know, it's, it's around your belly buttons and above. And around that, you're feeling, you know you're doing the right thing. But there is a certain pleasure, a certain joy. You're feeling the holiness of the sin. You know, you're feeling the holiness of the sin. So what did it say there? It say the person is burning themselves with the passion of the evil inclination. And the evil inclination 
is coming from the dark side. And for that reason, when a person sacrifices, whenever the person is sacrificed, you know, sometimes you're bringing a goat. The word goat in Hebrew is ez. Ez comes from the word az. Az means audacity. When you have chutzpah, when you have audacity, when you have tremendous azut. Azut meaning that you have audacity, that you have chutzpah, that you don't care what people think, and you do whatever you want in a selfish way. For that reason, when you bring that sacrifice, and I'm not here to explain the animal love or white goat, white sheep, and all this and that, that's not the subject right now, is you elevating those things instead of you. Because the, the sacrifice has to be similar to what you did wrong. So based on your wrongdoing, that will be the result of the thing that you put on the altar. The only way, the only way to remove that negative thing is by putting it, the negative thing on fire. Because this fire, this fire is burning that evil inclination within us. And all the negative influence an advisor that advises us to do the negative thing. The question is, what is this Minim Rahim? What is those negative advisor? What if I tell you now that when you commit a crime, when you're about to do something negative, you don't do it because you want. You do it because you have to. No, nobody is doing negative thing on choice. <laughs> if you already commit a crime, that means you've been forced to commit a crime. There is no such a thing as I wake up in the morning and I plan that by 11.15 I will commit something negative. You don't do it. It's not on your schedule. You don't know when it's coming. You don't know when you're getting angry, when you're getting jealous, when you're getting tempted to do the wrong thing. It happened. It's random. But it's not random. It's on somebody else's schedule. It's on the evil inclination schedule. But it's not on your schedule. But the evil inclination have you on their schedule. So when you are doing something negative, you know somebody is using you. And for that reason, when you allow that to happen, you allow the evil inclination to abuse you, you have to bring exactly the same animal and sacrifice it totally. Like you sacrifice the negativity from within. And for that reason, that fire should never, never run out to be fire all the time, to show that that fire is basically removed the judgment and because of that, it brings sweetness to the world. Now, question you should raise now, what are we doing now? There's no holy temple. There's no, nothing that exists. So for that reason, come this week portion and it says, This is the Torah. Torah meaning this is the way, this is the rules of Le'olah, like the Quran that is totally been burned and other type of sacrifice. What is happening? Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Say Rabbi Yochanan. When God talked to Moses about all type of sacrifice, what to do when you commit this crime, that crime. Because when you commit something negative, that negative thing will not leave you alone. When you are jealous, you're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and going to be jealous. When you are unhappy, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and be unhappy. And if you do, that's when it's going to come back again. Like a virus. It's not living. 
don't leave it. So you need to remove the roots of it. And as I say before, and I hope you hear me correctly and clearly, to remove a problem that you have, you have to study. The study itself has enough energy of the removal. How do we know that? Moshe Rabbeinu Moses as God, Ribono Shalom, Master of the World. Tinach b'zman she'yusrelat b'ta. He said, "Listen, when we have temple and the Israelites live in Israel, no problem. What happens if they will go to exile and they will live in a different country? What happens if they live in Argentina? What happens if they live in Brazil? What happens if they live in Mexico? What happens if they live in Los Angeles? What happens if they live in Belgium?" And there is no holy temple. There is only one holy temple in Jerusalem. What happened when there is no holy temple anymore? So God answered, God said to Moses, let them study Torah. What are we doing now? When we study the Torah, when we study the Zohar, when we study the Ari, when we study. And if they study, I will make sure that the negativity will go away. More than all the sacrifice that they can even imagine to bring to the temple. For that reason, it says, This is the Torah, this is the path of how to do this sacrifice. Meaning, this is the Torah. This is the Torah, meaning the Torah is coming before of all of it. And when a person is reading, you know, the section that has to do with sacrifice, like we're reading this Shabbat, you know, it's considered like they're removing all the negativity, everything, you know? So I say, what do we learn? What do we learn from that, my friend? What do we learn? We learn from that, that when you study, it's not just the study of the intellectual and understand it and being happy about it. It's more. When you study, you meditate. What do you want to burn about your personality? Which part about your personality? No, is your lack of loyalty? Is it the lack of loyalty you're suffering from? You can't help it. You have to cheat. You know, you have to cheat. You have to cheat your husband, your wife, your teacher. You have to cheat. It's in your blood. You can't help it. What do you, you think you can uh, just get out of it tomorrow? No, it's for life. But if a person believes that through the study, through the study, a person is capable, is capable through the study, I'm studying now and I meditate that through the study, I remove this lack of loyalty. Through the study, I remove jealousy. Yes, there, is, there is so many great things out there. But if I'm going off after all the great things, I'm not getting any great things because I'm, uh, it's in the, the Talmud say, tafasta merubelo tafasta. You catch too many things, you catch nothing. That's what the Talmud teaches. You catch too many things, you end up with nothing. For that reason, you know, for all the people who are suffering from loyalty, you know, that you're not capable to be loyal because it's not fun to be loyal. Can you imagine to be loyal for the rest of your life for the same thing? That's a very difficult task to do. It's a very difficult task to ask from a human being that the person will be able all their life, you know, all their life to just be again and again loyal, loyal to 
one teacher, one wife, one husband, one thing. It's a difficult thing. So from here we learn what the Zohar is teaching us here is a tremendous secret. If you just understand to study the Torah, to study the Zohar, to study Kabbalah, to study whatever you study spiritually, that study has enough light in it to change what is, whatever it is that you need to change. Because if you don't, then you're going to work on yourself again and again and again, and you try again and again and again to become a better person, and then you judge yourself you're not good enough, and then it will be a roller coaster. I'm becoming better. Oh, thank God I don't have ego. Now I have ego for not having ego, and then I catch you. No, let me start the day simple. I have no chance. No chance against the evil inclination. No chance. Nobody have a chance. Nobody. But when you study the Torah, tell us the Zohar, the Torah has special energy. That energy comes to you after you study. You say, okay, Aliyahu, what do you want to do with me? So, well, you know, I'm suffering from that little issue here. Do you mind fixing it for me? So, no problem. But if you try to fix the issue, what a chutzpah, what an audacity. For that reason, you sacrifice as goat, as kavod with as, as mean audacity, chutzpah. When you have that chutzpah, you even think you can change? What a chutzpah. You think you wake up this morning and you think you can overcome your anger? Oh, how terrible this thing to think like that. You know, you have that anger? the Torah, you study extra 20 minutes and you say, I dedicate this study to remove my anger. I dedicate this study to remove my addiction. I dedicate this study to remove, that's the reason of the study, my friend. Now, so this is the two sections of the Zohar that I just read to you uh, uh, for this time. So, again, as the Zohar explained, it's very important to understand that the study is like korbanot, it's like sacrifice, it's higher than sacrifice, higher, but you gotta study, you gotta study, but you have, before the study, you have to sit and believe and have certainty that because of the light come from the study, it will go to the area where things need to be changed. Now, I'm going to move now to something a little bit deeper, so hopefully you fly with me on that section. And if you don't fly with me, then ride with me. If you cannot ride with me, then something, give me something. We know that this Shabbat, it's called Shabbat Agadol. Shabbat Agadol. The big Shabbat. That's how they call this Shabbat. Why they call it Shabbat Agadol? Why not Gedolah? Because it has to do with the level of Zeher Anpin. Zeher Anpin. And Zeher Anpin is male. So, if you relate to the male, gadol. If you relate to female, most of the thing in Hebrew, if it's end up with the letter A, it's a female. If it's end up not with the letter A, it's a male. Very, very simple. Gedola, gadol. So, gadol means male. From here we learn that a woman without the letter A in her hand will have a difficult time to give birth. Where do we learn it from? Sarah. Sarah was first called Sarai. And Sarai with youth couldn't give birth. When God changed the name from you to A, now she could give birth. What is the other woman in the Bible? Rachel. Doesn't have the letter A in her name, she couldn't have children. What happened? Jacob gave her a concubine. What's the name of the concubine of Rachel? Bilha. How many hay Bilha has? Two. One hay for Rachel, so she can give birth. One hay is for Bilha itself, that she can give birth. So the letter A is a, is a female. So this Shabbat called Shabbat 
גדול, נון גדולה, גדול. What's special about this Shabbat? What's special? We don't even have a special reading. There's one little change. We just read Aftarah. Those of you who don't know what Aftarah is, let me explain it in a simple way. So normally, people go up to the Torah. There is seven aliyot. There is seven people going up to the Torah. And the last section, you repeat it. It's called Maftir. With the last section that you repeat, it's called Maftir. You read also a section from the Prophet. And the section that you read from the Prophet is exactly was revealed to the Prophet in this Shabbat. So that's why you read it on this Shabbat. Uh, do you follow me? Just move the head. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Seven Aliyah, seven times that the people go up to the Torah, seven men. Why men? Because the Torah is a male, is a rampin. That's why male. Okay. I will tell you a secret. Don't tell anybody I told you this. By the way, by... Uh, uh, all mean, I mean, women allowed to go for the seven aliyah because it's malchut. But if you mention my name, I will have a big problem here, okay? If you mention my name, I will have a big problem. And I will not let you get seven aliyah, no matter who you are and what you are. But I say it because I just read from the book, whatever needs to be written from the books. So I'm here to be honest. In a time like this, let's be transparent. Let's reveal all the information. So, but <laughs> nobody will give you that aliyah, even if you say so. That it's written, don't use my name, please. So, the idea is that the, the Aftarah for this Shabbat is basically Aftarat Shabbat Agadol. Special Aftarah. Where is the Aftarah being taken? From Malachi. Malachi was a prophet. And the, and the Aftarah is a tough Aftarah. Tough. Tough. If you read it, oh, you will be like, oh, this is too much. And it says that God will get closer to us. And as God gets closer to us, I hear some voices from somewhere. I don't know where the voices come from. Please just keep yourself mute. So I, I will let you time to ask question in a second. All right? I don't know. Is Roya Saber. Please just mute yourself. Thank you. Let me just finish this section, then you can ask. So it says that the Creator is getting closer to us. And everybody who's doing something negative will have to pay a price. And because I am God and I'm not making a, 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 a change. Now what does that mean? It means that God is always equal. There is always perfection in this universe. There is never a mistake. And he continues. He say. How do I know that you really relate to me and believe in me? Is when you give tithing and you give contribution. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, is God testing our tithing and contribution? Wow. What does that mean? Where do you give the tithing and contribution? What is that all about? Why there is money involved? I mean, after all, everybody burned out from religious organization or spiritual organization because of money. And all of a sudden, it's mentioned here in the verse 8. Almost like turning us off. Why? Why? You want to know if you connect to the Creator? Are you serious about your tithing? We need to explain that. It doesn't make sense. Why is God will not judge us by the way we, 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 we think about people better? Let's say, if my neighbor bothers me and I think good about them, that's a 
how you know there is God? Or if I'm speaking nice to somebody, I don't want to speak nice. Or if I forgive somebody. Why it have to be Bamek Va'anucha Amaaser Va'atruma? Two things. One called tithing, one called contribution. To explain to everybody, tithing means that you take 10% from your income after tax and you give it away to a spiritual organization. Truma means contribution. When you see some people or some organization need some help and you buy them chair or food or I don't know, napkin or in our situation, toilet paper, <laughs> you know, and everybody with their, with their thing or matzah or wine. Why? Why that? It's saying the Talmud that mamono shel adam chaviv alav. The money of a human being is dear to him. That's, that's the language of the Talmud. It doesn't say dear to her, because in the old day, 2,000 years ago, most men used to go to work. I mean, it used to be men going to work, the women stay home watching Netflix, and then the husband come home, and then everything is okay. And the idea is like that. The tithing, my friend, show about your certainty. Do you believe when you have, let's say, under thousand dollars, or maybe let's make it small, small amount, you have thousand dollars in your account. When you give under dollar, it's very difficult. You stay only with nine hundred. I'm not talking about somebody who has ten million and they give one million. They still have nine million. It's not so bad. But when you have thousand dollars in your account and you stay with nine hundred dollar, uh, you start being worried. What if you are a beggar? What if you're a beggar in the street and today you receive the whole week you have $36? Do you want the beggar to give $3.60? The answer is yes for all of it. The beggar has to give tithing. The rich has to be tithing. There is no difference when it's come to tithing. Why? Because it's a test for you. God doesn't need your money. It's a test for you to see, are you believing? Are you believing? Are you have certainty? that even if you give 10% of your domain, you will have absolutely more. Because the way you say tithing in Hebrew is called ma'aser. Ma'aser is the same roots of word of ashir. Ashir means being rich. So, you wanna know if you are rich? Test yourself if you're capable to give your tithing away. If you cheap of the tithing, don't change right now. I mean, I'm not here to push you to change your personality. You know, nobody's going to change overnight. And if you change because you're scared, that's not a real change. You have to change because you fully understand and loving that concept. If you change because of fear, you know, as I talked to my mom this morning, and she told me the universe has changed. I said to my mom, yes, from fear. Not because they want to change. They have to change. You know, so that change will not last. It's only fear. Once the fear goes away, you go back to normal. You got to give from love. So, for example, if you have 10 uh, loaf of bread, you have to give one loaf of bread. You have 10 bottles of wine, you have to give one bottle of wine. If you have, I don't know, $10 million, you have to give $1 million. And I thought that more money people have, more it's easy to give. The opposite. Because more money you have, you're awakening within you this strong desire. It's very difficult to let it go. And you always see that you don't have. Once you have more, you always see that you don't have. You got to get to a place that you're not just giving it, that you give it from love. Giving it, everybody can write a check and give it. But you gotta sit with yourself and ask yourself, be honest with yourself. And I say, why am I not doing that? What is about me that don't wanna do it? So normal answer would be, I don't have enough. That's a normal answer. But it's not good enough. Because 
it's written here in verse 8, I ikba adam elokim, ki atem kovim oti. You deciding if there is God or not within your action. Amaser vatruma. This is how we decide. So, I'm reading just a few sections here on the Aftarah, and then we're going to go to explain it a little bit deeper. So, God is continuing. He say, who opened to you, say God, the abundance from above to come to you? Did you ever think about it? Do you, do you think that just because you did well in Harvard, you are rich? I know many people that are my client that are terribly not doing well, and they're genius from Harvard, and they don't do well. College will not help you, talent will not help you, nothing will help you. You need to believe there is abundance that's coming from above toward you, and you want to open that abundance. But you have to know and believe and love the idea of tithing and contribution, not as you have to. Not because you have to do it. You have to do it because you love to do it. But don't feel uh, obligated because there is nothing else. I hope, I hope I'm clear what I just said, because I, I have to move on with that point. Uh, and then you can be sure that your business always work right, and there is nothing that you will have to be worried about. So for me, we learn that the generosity, you know, people are generous, you know, they're born generous. There's people who are born generous. For them, it's not a big test. You know, I, I was born half and half. My mom is super generous, and my father was a bit cheap, you know. <clears throat> so I saw both sides. And my father way seemed smarter, because if you don't give, you have more, you know. But as I grow up, I realize, you know, more you give, actually, not only more you have, you feel like you have more, and you start meeting the right people. You start meeting the right situation in your life, because you are raising your le level to a different level, and then everything around you is just fun and giving. And you continue. And then come the verse, one of my favorite verse in the entire Bible. My daughter asked me a great question this Friday. She asked me, Abba, so yes, what is your favorite book of the Torah? What is your favorite book in the Bible? So I mentioned something. And then Sunday morning I called her, said, honey, I need to tell you, I'm not sure that my answer was correct. She said, why? I said, I didn't finish reading all the details of all the book because I'm not sure I finished Daniel and I didn't finish this section and that section. So how can I even say that I like this and that? I cannot even say it yet. So I need, I need to give you a better answer. And if you see the appreciation that my daughter had when I was honest with her to go back again with the second answer, and this is what's important in those days. Don't worry about telling the truth when you find out you might be wrong. Because you pass on energy when you are transparent. It's okay to do mistakes, but you, you look bad at that moment that you didn't know the whole Bible of one of your daughter would think God of me. But it's better this way because I want her to love God more than she loves me. Is that not the purpose of spirituality? Is the purpose of spirituality for my children or my students to love me? No. The purpose of spirituality is my student, whoever follow me, to connect to the Creator. And for that reason, I'm very focused on that. That's my goal, that's my achievement. If my student achieve that goal, that they are connected to the divine, the creator, well, we achieve the goal, that's it. If they just love me, we didn't achieve the goal. Something is wrong. <laughs> so now we come into a verse which is my favorite, and then are we gonna close the lecture with this verse. 
There is some people that will say in the end of time, what's the purpose of me being spiritual? Why did I waste my money and my time and my energy and my love on spirituality? And I suffer all my life. What is the purpose of all that? This is in Aftarat Shabbat Agadol. And the section ends, God said, I'm sending Elisha the prophet before the time of the Messiah, before the end of time. For that reason, we always read this section before Passover. And now, I'm going to take you into explanation of this section. So it's like that. Be'urat varim. I'm reading from the introduction to the Zohar. Uh, uh, the section is called Laila de Kala, the night of the bride. I studied that with you many, many times. Those of you who study with me. And it's go like that. It says, before the end of the Tikkun, before we finish everything we need to finish, what does this mean, end of the Tikkun? End of the Tikkun seems like a timeline that we come to conclusion of what's wrong, what's right. What is end of the Tikkun? Meaning, when we are preparing our receiving ability to receive only for the sake of giving pleasure to the one that's creating us. Let's understand it. It sounds easy, but it's not easy to understand. When we receive, we are receiving because we need or want. There is another level of receiving. I want to receive because through me receiving, I'm giving a great pleasure to the divine. That's the ultimate receiving. And that's the reason for the old tikkun to end. Which means for the tikkun to end, we all have to get to that level. So it's like that. Because we can't receive all the goodness that the Creator want to give us. Why we can't? Because our receiving ability based on selfish need. I want and I want to get it. Now, it's not that I want because the Divine want to give it to me. So, Living this physical life with the tremendous pain, with up and down of money, up and down in health, up and down in love, up and down in everything, is to purify our receiving ability so we can receive only because I want to give pleasure to the giver. That's the only reason we are going through some tough time. We need by Ersham. When you feel good and bad, when a person starts to feel good and bad in life, because you have things that causing you pleasure, there's things that causing you pain. By you feeling pleasure or pain, this is bringing into your life punishment and reward. Pain relating to punishment, reward relating to the, to the pleasure, okay? So what's the answer for that? You're going through some pain. 
if you're going through some pain, at that moment, what happened? When the person goes through some pain, at that moment, the person starts to develop some doubts. Why you have doubts? Because the creator is only pleasure. If I have pain, any type of pain, I mean, sitting at home, right? People are going crazy. I mean, my, my job is from home, so it's like, for me, it's the same. It just continues the same. Okay, the only difference is I'm not going grocery to buy, I don't know, Samolina or milk. You know, but the same. <laughs> but most people are not like that. Most people are going to there and come back and the, the, the negotiation and going and coming and going, you know. So there is pain. People stay at home, start fighting with a wife and a husband and situation, the dog, the cat, who's taking on washing the dishes, and, you know, these issues. So when a person going through some tough time, If that person making an effort at that time to continue study, to continue being spiritual, and not to lose their certainty about the higher being, the higher force, the divine, then there is a reward for that. But if a person is falling into negativity, and he start developing something that's called self-doubts or doubts about the creation. That means that that person only believes in there is a higher force when things are working. But when, when things are not working, I start to develop some thought. I said, maybe, you know, Maybe the thing above is not working correctly. And then the next level, a person starts to develop a doubts, and he starts, or she starts being sorry for all the good things they did. And they start worry, why am I here? Because there is two levels to negativity. One negativity is when you're going through some pain, and you disconnect yourself from the divine. Second level of negativity, when you start being angry for all the money you gave and all the time you spent and all the love that you gave that person, because look at me, I'm getting nothing in return. And that consider very deep level of negativity, the second one. But what caused all that to happen? The pain and suffering. You know, you go into some pain, so your life is ups and down, ups and down. Every person based on their tikkun. Every person based on whatever they did in another lifetime. But when a person is wonder for all that good things they did, or she did, and they get angry about that they are doing it, that's dig deeper holes, and from there it's very difficult to come up. So what is the answer for that? The idea, again, because it's a long, it's a long section, I'm trying to get into the point a little bit uh, faster. So it's say like that.
person make a decision, like we spoke before that on Korban Ola, on sacrifice, and we talk about that Korban is Krav Nun, meaning you get closer to the freedom, you get closer to Bina. When you making a conscious decision to change, when you make a conscious decision to become a better human being, at that moment you are left to deal with few things. With the negative thing you did, and also with the negative thought that you have, you had, why did I do the good things? Which is deeper, which is more uh, difficult for a person to overcome. So the Zohar helping us to understand that every pain and suffering from the days before will cause you actually pleasure great pleasure בסוד הכתוב, בימים ההם ובעת ההיא יבוקש את אבון ישראל בינינו. Everybody will looking for where is the crime they did, and they cannot find it. Why? <laughs> Everybody know what crime they did. What do you mean you can't find it? כי בעת שיהפכו לזכויות, יעלו כל כך נייחה דרוחה, עד שיבוקשו אבונות בימים עבורות, בגדל להתבדח עליהם. When a person creates a change, what is a change? Let's, let's understand. Maybe I should call it transformation. What is transformation? I mean, it's a big word. It's beautiful. It sells well. But what is it? For example, people who suffer from, I don't know, they like to steal. And they still can't help it for whatever reason. Maybe they have a good reason. They grew up very poor. I don't know. The, 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 their parents, uh, you know, put them in the pit. You know, they went to eat turkey for Thanksgiving, try to imagine that that kid was throwing into the pit outside and let them sit there, forget about them. You know, that person will develop eventually a certain desire of survival skills. Very simple, based on psychology, not just Kabbalah. You, 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 you think you survive. That's all what you think. How can I get food? How can I get money? You can become a thief. You know, it can go both ways. It can either make you better or make you worse. I'm just bringing you an example so we can fully understand the depth of this section in the Zohar. So when that person developed that need to steal, it's not coming from a bad thing. It's coming from, I have to survive. So I have to take what you have. I don't, I don't feel your pain while I'm taking your money. I'm not feeling your pain when I make you work for me as a slave. I just feel one thing. I cannot be poor again because I can't go back to that pit again. I'm nervous. So the way I solve my problem is by stealing. So now you stole. What do you do, you know, when you want to do tshuva for that, say the Zohar? So the tshuva for that is you, you start changing, right? You start changing, you stop stealing, you understand that it was wrong, you're sorry that it was wrong, and you're no longer doing that things. Then, in the end of the tikkun, 
You want to be proud of your change. What do you do when you want to show people how you change? What do you show them? The positive thing or how negative you were? You show everybody, let me tell you who I am. Let me, let me tell you where I came from. <laughs> anyway, I took my kids and I want to show them where I came from. You know, I, showed, I took them to my neighborhood. They last about two and a half hours. You know, I live in a very rough, rough, rough neighborhood in Israel, one of the worst neighborhood. So I put my kids there. I said, come on, let's enjoy this, that. They were looking for the air condition. I said, there is no air condition here. There's not such a thing, you know. Where's the supermarket? <laughs> There's no supermarket. There is surviving. We are here to survive. Malaso, this is it. So my, I see my son put on Instagram, I'm in the hood. You know, I saw the neighborhood, call it the hood. And the idea, I was proud to show them where I came from. Why was I proud? Because, listen, that's where I came from. That's where I am. So it's saying in the Zohar, a person will look for the crime that they used to do and they can't find it. They can't find it. That's when you know you did tshuva. You look back, you say, I can't believe I did such a thing. I can't believe that I did such a thing. What about the people who are sorry for the good thing that they did? They will change too. They will change too. The question, how they change? So I said in the beginning, when a person study enough Torah, when a person study enough Kabbalah, when a person study enough spirituality, you gotta meditate before the study that the light of your study will cure whatever problem that you have. It's not that you try to cure your problem. Don't use the word I'm working on myself. That's an ego trip. Nobody can work on himself on any issue. I want to make sure you get enough depressed and get upset with me better that instead of you being an illusion, that you can change yourself. We can't change nobody. Nobody can change nothing. But once you allow the creator to jump in to your soul and dig out and take the negativity and put positive thing inside, of course you will change. Of course, the one who created you, you go and say, master of the world, you wrote in your book, and if a person want to become better, they do sacrifice. There is no sacrifice right now. What do I do? So, Rabbi Yochanan, as we read before, saying in the Zohar, okay, that there is a way what to do. When you study, you, God said, don't worry. If you study enough and you meditate that while you study, you remove the negativity, it's good enough. You will remove all the negativity. So make a list, guys. Passover is coming soon. Make a list of the thing that you wanted to change. Make a list and start study every day. Because the Shabbat HaGadol, which is this Shabbat, Shabbat HaGadol, which is this Shabbat, you know, it say that in this Shabbat, we, we connect to Gbar Tikkun, to the end of the Tikkun. It's a, it's a light that, that shine with from beginning till the end. And for that reason, everything is being known, whatever choices you're going to make, whatever thing you're going to do, it's already been known, everything you're going to choose. But you have a free will. If you truly believe that the Torah, that spirituality can really change you, or you believe that you can change you. If you believe that you can change you, please be 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 my guest and try to change and let me know how it went, you know? But I'm telling you, maybe I'm too young to, to witness that,
but I have enough experience from people, for myself, it can change on your own. You have to have the light of the Torah to change you. And that's what it says, al mokda that the fire will go mokda And there is a letter mem, small mem there. Mokda means in the center of your personality. If you want to change, you have to bring that flame of the Torah, that flame of, 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 of Kabbalah, the flame of the Zohar, the flame of spirituality into your soul. And from that, you can change. Coincidentally, the letter Mem is small. Those of you who ever met a sofer, the one person who write the Torah, he will tell you when I write the letter Mem, it looks from Kaf and Vav. That's how the letter Mem looks like. Kaf and Vav is 26. 26 is what? The name of God. Very good. The name of God, you know, or two time love. 26 is two time love or two time one. So it's telling you that it's all in you, but you have to turn on the fire. You got to do something. And for that reason, there's always telling you that when you make that change of understanding that in a tough time that you're going through right now, in a tough time that you're going through, for every person is different. For every person is different. You know, it's funny, you know, the neighbor asks us every Shabbat to get the table out. So we're getting the table out. We're not, we're not going far away from the house. We put it in the stairs. Those of you who know my home. And we put the table there. The table is <laughs> needs some help because it's, it's an old table, so it's broken. So we put the, the, the what do you call it, the, the pillar <laughs> together. So my son said, be careful. So he said, no, I put it 90 degrees. It's not going to move now. And we bring the Torah on it. And the neighbors are waiting for all of us to come and read the Torah for them. So, I guess somebody talk about it. They shouldn't make a famous event. I hope not too many people come, but we have enough. We have like the, the 10, 12 people who coming from all the neighbors here, from the windows. It's very funny to watch it. And then all of a sudden, somebody come a little bit too close and I'm not allowed to people to get close. I said, please people, don't get cl too close to the Torah. Please don't get cl close to us. You know, we prefer to distance as the government has. And they say, okay, so this rabbi from far away, he said, he called me rabbi. I said, rabbi, rabbi. I said, yes. So what do you need? Say, my wife just gave birth. I need help. I don't find any Torah in the whole town. You're the only Torah. Can you give a name for my daughter? I said, do you want to give the name? And now we're going to walk to my house. So no, no, I want you to bless, to bless my wife. It was very sweet. I never met the guy. So... What I'm trying to tell you is that I have no idea what's going on here. I have no clue how things working. People stopping, holding the book and listening to the Torah and then they go home to eat. But it's beautiful that how God did it for me that, that for whatever reason I live in this street that happened to be a street where people are interesting for that to happen. You know, other than that, it will not happen. People come to say thank you. So why you tell me thank you? I can never do it without you because you are the minion. I just have the Torah coincidentally. It doesn't mean that I have the minion. So without you, nothing else will happen. You are the one who benefit me more than I benefit you. And I'm not trying to be humble. I'm telling you the fact. Without them, no, none of that will, uh, will happen. It's the fact. You know, so, so it's very important to start looking around us and start to appreciate and have gratitude for things that... that Whenever I have gratitude for before, and my daughter told me something on Shabbat, she said, you know, the difference right now, I have gratitude for things that I already have in my life, but I realize how important they are right now. It's a beautiful thing to say. And I said, wow, this is true. Because you, 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 get, you come to term with yourself. And I hope with this lecture tonight, 
that all of us come into a place that they understand that it changes to come to the Creator, that's first. Second, that when you wonder about all the negative things you did, all the positive things you did and you saw it that you did them, donate yourself for that because that will be solved too in the end of time. Everything will be solved. But this Shabbat, this Saturday, this Shabbat Agadol, you have to tap into yourself to a place where there is no more chaos, where it's the end of time, that the Creator can wait to give you your gift. You think that on your birthday the Creator want to give you a gift? Let me tell you. Let me tell you the news you don't know. As the Zohar teaches us, the Creator every five minutes waiting for an opportunity to see if there is an opening to give you more gift. That's what the Creator does. Every five minutes there's a stop and they look at you, say, it's got to be a room where I can put more gift into their life. And when we look at life, we don't look at life like that. When I eat my, my, my toes with the corner of the bed, I have pain. What does this pain do to me? It makes me busy, not just with my toes. It makes me busy that people don't respect me enough. I didn't get enough food. Where is my blanket? I lost my wallet. We bring all the problem together with the toes of the bed. Why? Because the negativity makes you dig even deeper. But if within the pain, say to us, the Zohar of Shabbat HaGadol, of this Shabbat HaGadol, if within the pain you will find a power enough to see the good in it, you not only the pain will go away, you're going to start to receive all the gift that you deserve to receive. That's a secret, my friend. So look into your pain. Look at the thing that didn't work this year. Look at the thing that didn't work this month. Look at the thing that didn't work this week. Look at the thing that didn't work this lifetime in your life. Do you believe that that pain that was causing you was necessary? And the answer is absolutely yes. That pain was necessary for me to go to the next level. I want to take you to a meditation and then I will open it for question and answer. So just relax. You can close your eyes, you can fall asleep, you can eat ice cream, you can do whatever you want basically. That's your life. Do, have fun. Okay? And focus on your breathing. And get to that feeling. This is the most beautiful feeling. If you can get to that feeling, it's the most beautiful feeling a human being can get to. And the feeling is, there is nothing that I can do about my life. I'm laughing because it sounds funny. There is nothing, basically nothing that I can do about my life. But there is. When I study, when I become more spiritual, I create an opening, I create a channel for the divine, for the creator, for Hashem, for God, for whatever you want to name it, to come into my soul and change me so I can receive all the gift that the creator want to give me. And I would like to ask the Divine, I would like to ask God that because of the study we did today, help me to burn, help me to remove, and help me to diminish, and help me to grind the negative force within me that not allow me to receive the pleasure that the Creator want to give me. So this study is designed specifically to remove this evil inclination so I can receive the pleasure that the Creator enjoys so much giving me. Not because I want it, because I know how much pleasure 
there is to the Creator to give me all those gifts. I'm elevating this study to the angel above, which is called Argaman, which is the angel Uriel, Raphael, Gabriel, Michael, and Nuriel. I'm asking all of them to help me to burn my negativity by Hametz before Passover so I can receive the gift of redemption from the divine. Inhale and exhale a few times and then open your eyes. While everybody is opening their eyes, I would like to mention that on Wednesday, I'm going to give a live lecture for people who need to run their seder. And I'm going to make sure, as I've been asked from our dear student Michael, he told me, is it okay to make a simple lecture, not the complicated one, which is already there on the web. <laughs> and he's right. So uh, there, is, there is a lecture I'm going to give on Wednesday at uh, 6 p.m. And I'm going to give you the instruction of the entire Agada and the Seder, Blineder, so it will be easier for you. There is another one for advanced people who want to listen for more advanced stuff. I already did that, but I don't think it's fair if you don't uh, familiar with all the words. So when Michael called me today and asked me, can you please make maybe something more simple, the basic, go to the Agada, explain with pictures. So I see how we can do with maybe two camera, so you can see from above how it looked like. Because I know I cannot do the setter with you this year. Uh, but I think I teach you enough for the last three years how to do the setter. Those of you who have been with me. But those of you who not have been with me, it's not fair for you. So I would like to teach you as well how to run your own setter so you know what you're doing. And like this, you can get all the benefit from the setter. Because uh, I think it will be fair and nice enough for you to do it right. And uh, those of you who are interesting as well in uh, helping people who cannot afford doing their own Passover in their house. And uh, we will not be able to use your name while we're helping them. So what we do, we're helping people who cannot afford food or matzah or wine for the seder, for the Passover. So we do that. And it's people who are embarrassed to say their name. But there is people out there that has uh, uh, issue. I didn't know about it, I'll be honest, otherwise I would announce it weeks ago. Uh, I just find out about it this morning, and I'm, I'm sorry to hear about it, but I'm, I'm here to help. So whoever, if, if there is somebody now, don't be shy to text us, we will not give your name away. If you cannot have wine, food, or matzah for Passover, we would like to know and we would like to help. In any way we can help you, it will be our pleasure, it will be our mitzvah uh, to do uh, that we can do the best we can, but we need to do it ahead of a time so we can run and go shopping uh, for you so we can do it right, uh, so you can do well. And those of you who want to donate for the same reason, please make sure you tell Debbie this for that, not for something else. It will be specifically just for that. I'm sorry to be detail-oriented, but it has to be organized, otherwise it will become a mess. It will go all over, and then that will be for that, it will be for this, so say what it's for in your 
whatever you write. Anyway, let's open it for question and answer. If there is any question and answer, we'll be happy uh, to help you with whatever you need to know. I'm here for you. If not, I'm just going to go and drink my tea. So go ahead. I have water here. That's a good start. Okay, quiet nation. All right, I hope you're all doing well at home. And if you have to go to work, you have to go to work. I'm sorry. I know it's dangerous out there. Um, many people ask me, when is this going to be over? And I already answered it a thousand times. Thousand times I answered it. You know, it's going to be better in a few days. And then there is another shift happening around beginning of May. And... In the end of May, that negativity is supposed to go away. By June, beginning of June is supposed to be a great time for all of us. So please survive till June, okay? We need you to survive because right now there is a wind of negativity that's sitting heavy on us being uh, to appreciate each other, to find a way that we can dance and love each other like never before. You know, like when we finish reading the Torah this Shabbat, you know, we all want to hug each other from happiness, but we can't. And we scream to each other, when this is all going to be over, we're going to kiss each other finally, and we're going to hug, and we're going to dance. Can you imagine simple things like shaking hands, like dance in the street, like hug, and you can see all the people from the window say, yes, yes. People who usually so quiet say, yes, we're going to dance in the street, we're going to close the street and dance. We, we are in a place where, you know, there is so much that humanity want to give so much love that I think we took it a bit for granted and God gave us a new gift that we can love each other unconditionally in a level that never before. And I hope for myself, for you, for, for everybody around us that we will be able to do so. And even when we look at our enemy eyes, we're going to find something good. That's the gift that God can give us. Thank you. Thank you for the people on the camera on Vital. Thank you for the people who joined me. And uh, just stay safe and healthy. And thank you, Marty Soroka, for the blessing. And thank you for all your blessing. And uh, hopefully if you have questions after the class, do not be shy to text us. And we will answer it next time. Thank you.